What's up guys, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here and we are back for a Saturday episode hey, of Junior Seniors. These things happen, we gotta be flexible with our arrangements. We have outside lives, so sometimes we have to make changes. Alright, Jawan Howard gets physical. Jawan Howard, so, you know, the current Michigan coach has been suspended for the rest of the season. Regular, it was regular season. Rest of the regular season. It, it, they showed it. Well, I've seen it. I an open it. hand slap. An open hand slap towards a Wisconsin coach. So now there was a bit of controversy surrounding that. Mm, what um, led to that? So apparently there was a timeout call mm. by the Wisconsin coach that Jawan Howard did not like and thought was disrespectful. Okay, yeah. And um, being that he's from a certain era of basketball, part of the Fab Five, which holds a lot of um, unwritten rules, then I then you could see why he would be triggered. Mm. Now, I'm not sure why he got so pissy about a timeout. Maybe it was called at a certain point. I'm not sure if it was a blowout. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just going to have a look at the score. But um, I I would say this. The suspension is, look, you can't touch somebody else. You're a coach. So what happened? He, He pushed out. Whether he inadvertently hit him, inadvertently snapped him. No, he he didn't inadvertently. Right, but either way, he was reaching for him. Because at the end of the game, he was walking. He didn't shake hands, and then he started grabbing at the coach. And then what happened? You know, the players got involved. And other players from Wisconsin and Michigan were hitting each other. You just don't do that. So they were talking about, it was also Kendrick Perkins who talked about Maybe they should do away with the handshake at the end of the game. I think that's nuts. No. I think you have to have that. No, no, You have to have, look. Okay, so I just looked at the score. It was a blowout. Um, Wisconsin won by 14 points. Of course, the game was 77 63. So I think uh, there was a timeout called maybe towards the end right, of the game. Right, it's like, why are you doing that? What are you doing that so for? It's I, a blowout. So right. I could see why he'd be angry, but you don't touch another coach. You're the you coach. You don't do that. You're the coach. And I coached you in, in, in yep. under. Under 16, under 12, under 14. You don't do that. And in the game, what I used to say, go shake hands. Yep. You shake hands with the other team. You set. You shake you hands. Set a, the coach has to set a standard. So especially that's in co- it. Especially in college where you're coaching 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Absolutely. So they have to become, they're going to most likely become professionals. And that's the standard they're going to be looking at. That's it. Uh, the baseball strike gets even more convoluted. Um, we didn't the owners even. Are all right, in. we didn't even have this one on the docket, but no. we thought we thought last why minute. Why not? Why not? Because um, now that's big, there's an ultimatum out there. Yeah. Now. So the owners are saying, "Hey, get a deal done by Monday. Get it done, otherwise you're gonna lose some games." This is like so. We've had a couple of players speaking out on Twitter. I saw Jack Flaherty tweet that um, he was unhappy the fact that um, they, the players union, from his perspective anyway, that the players union was trying to get a deal done earlier in the piece and the and the executives were ignoring it and now they're coming out with this and Walker, Walker Bueller also tweeted out mm-hmm. saying that, saying complaining that the, the owners make billions and mm-hmm. the players are a proponent of that. Yeah. So, it's going, it, this is Baseball. It seems to me that baseball is MLB is, in my opinion, the worst run league in the entirety of American sport, and that is somehow somehow superseding the NFL. I don't know how, but it's somehow superseding it. At least the NFL can show their product on the field. Right. The MLB can't even do that, well, and I'm not like a massive chasm has been widening between the players' union and 
the executives for a good few years now. And it really came to a head in mid-2020 when they were negotiating on coming back yeah. during the pandemic. And now I, I can see both arguments on the execs and on the players' union because on the players' union sides, you see franchises like the A's constantly getting screwed by cheap ownership mm-hmm. and um, uh, minor leaguers being furloughed uh, and execs colluding with each other to, pre- to depress player salaries and whatnot. But I, I just think this is, this is a different situation. And I think the owners need to all have a, have a chat. I, I, but I also think the landscape has changed. Okay, from 94, when that was the complete closure of the season, there was no World Series. Uh, I think it's a different ball game now. I think it's a different environment. I don't think you still have those mom-and-pop owners anymore. You have corporations now taking over. I think this is a big decision for baseball. There is no baseball this season. It's different. Because, first of all, because, first of all, they're going to be losing billions of dollars if they don't play games. But it's just different because and it's not the same. People lost faith in that over almost 30 years ago. But also, here's the thing. People have been losing faith in baseball over the last two years. Over yeah, the last well, two years. Well, this is and it. they're driving fans away from the game. Even with stars like Shohei Otani and Fernando Tatis and the like, you're like, who outside of baseball is really paying attention to those guys they're only paying attention to the headlines and the lockout and the the substance check, substance check, yeah, yeah, I don't, and the unwritten rules. We should be focusing on that. I've said that for the longest time now, right. but this is what it's come to. Okay, so Mason Rudolph gets the thumbs up. So the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who's is a big big fan of Mason Rudolph, so. You know, Mason Rudolph is the backup to Ben Roethlisberger, was drafted a couple years ago. Ben's gone. Ben, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger is out of there. So now the Steelers are looking for a new quarterback. Ugh, and obviously, oh the, the GM. Well, I mean, I can understand why you think that because you've drafted him. And now you've drafted him. Why not consider him as the successor? Who's their GM right now? I think it's Kevin Colbert, but yes. I think he's retiring anyway. So he's retiring soon, or that's what I've heard. But um, Mason Rudolph to me is a weird, is a weird type of quarterback. I don't think he's been the same since I remember 2019 when they were playing the Ravens. He was hit hard and he got concussed before he even hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked pretty good before it. He looked poised in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He had a nice presence. He could throw the ball accurately. My, my had starting upside in my opinion before that hit. And then he was became very scared to take a hit, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mason Rudolph to me is just like he's an okay backup, but like yeah, but he hasn't really had a lot of time. I mean, yeah, well, I'm, he I'm had looking a, at his stats. Well, Bear with me for a second. He passed for over a thousand yards in two thousand nineteen. Well, because he right. had he, was, he had time. Hurt. He had time. He threw for thirteen, but got picked off nine. Again, I don't think the sample size is enough to say, well, he can't be your next starting quarterback. He's your backup, but you've drafted him. You, you, I think it's an open. I think Mike Tomlin's been very openly open, open about the fact that it's going to be an open competition. I have a feeling uh, between him and Dwayne Haskins? Or whoever oh, else dear they're going to have. Who knows? They're, I, I think, honestly, the Steelers are probably going to trade up for Kenny Pickett. Oh. I think they might because... 
you look at Kenny Pickett, he's got that swagger, he's a pit boy, and he was in the running for the Heisman because he single-handedly brought Pitt from the precipice. So I feel like they're probably going to trade up for him. All right. Do you trade? Uh, no, um, possible quarterback moves. So this isn't. This is coming on dead spin. They're just looking at, sort of looking at. I guess the idea of movement. Who could go where? Okay. So I'm gonna throw out a quarterback, and you throw out where they could go, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you where Deadspin thinks they're gonna. He's gonna go. All right. All right. So Teddy Bridgewater. Ah, uh, who. Who needs a just a decent starting quarterback? A lot of teams need a starting quarterback. Okay. Um, just throw out a name. Uh, throw out a team right now. Just throw it out. Um, I don't think he'd be a really good fit on the Throw stu- out a team. Throw it out. Um, just name a team, and I'll tell you where they think he's going to go. I'm saying San Fran just as a stopgap. They're saying the Colts. Wow. They're saying the Colts because of what we know about Cross Wentz. The TikTok, it's coming close where yeah. he's going to be out of there. Okay. David Carr. David, uh, you mean um, uh, um, you mean Carr, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Um, I feel like he could go to the Browns. They say he stays in Vegas. No, I feel like he's. I feel like he could be. I feel like he could fit well on the Browns. They have a fantastic offensive line. All they need is a headline receiver and a number one quarterback. All right, that's all. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think the Steelers are probably yeah, they might they the might Steelers. they might just trade for him, but I don't know. They it seems like they might want to go into a hard reset. Mm-hmm. Their offense will they're probably going to try and rebuild that offense, but probably through the draft mm-hmm. because I don't really see them splashing out a bunch of assets right. for a guy who's eh. Garoppolo to me is the Costco quarterback. Everything's in bulk with him. So so I don't know. Lastly, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I honestly think he retires. Really? I, I think they he, said, Deadspin says the Broncos could make a I, deal for him. I think he retires. Well, like, who knows? He's had these weird little messages. Yeah. Thanks, you for, thanks for the memories. Uh, I don't think anybody... I, don't I get this weird feeling that he's going to retire. Okay, I, good. I, bye. I, think he, I, think you, I know you'd be happy bye. to see well, him gone. Well, well, who needs this? Who needs this kind of limbo business? Just do it. Do something. Well, the Go past, somewhere else or stay... You have things right where you need to have them now, or go somewhere else. Well, the Packers have been creating cap space. They have been creating cap space. They did end up franchising uh, their. I forgot the wide receiver, their best wide receiver. Oh, Levante. No. Oh, what? Levante, isn't it? Devontae Adams. Yeah. Devontae Adams. Uh, they ended up franchising him and converting a lot of it into um, avoiding bonus. Avoid, okay. Avoiding bonus. So they've created fourteen million dollars in cap space. But do they have enough to resign everybody? No. No. They're, okay. they're going to be losing parts. Okay, next, trade Cousins. So I, he is due a lot of money. Yeah. He is due a lot of money. He's due 30 odd million at the end, like at the end of this season. I yeah. think he's in year five of this contract with the Vikings. That might mm-hmm. be wrong. I think, he, so I think he's I, in year four. Year four. Okay, so the idea is. Should they trade him? Because rumor has it that a team that's interested in Kirk Cousins, Cousins, are the Carolina Panthers, who are obviously the Sam Darnold experiment experiment has failed. Well, they offered it. They, they've got they extended a fifth year option to him, so he's going to be sticking around there. Do you think Cousins stays? I think if the if the Vikings are smart, they trade him. Like he's to me, he's Herschel Walker two point I don't see Cousins being. Uh, he's an okay. He's a definitely a starting quarterback in the NFL. 
is he a star quarterback? No. You could do worse than Cousins. But, like, I don't see it. I don't see what makes Cousins into a star quarterback or a desire, even a desirable quarterback. Sure, he's a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just don't see what makes him that special. Okay. I don't see it. Okay. I think he stays a Viking because who are you going to get? So if you're the Vikings, you're either going to draft, which is you have things in place now. You're in the North. Now, if Aaron Rodgers moves on, that's one less team to worry about and in the North. they got a new coach. you got the Bears, mm-hmm. and you got the Lions. They're both dreadful. Mm-hmm. So you are in the catbird seat as far as your position goes. Kirk Cousins is a 500 quarterback. His career record is 59, 59, and 2. Okay? Yeah. What you see is what you get. I wouldn't even put Kirk Cousins in a top 20. No. So he is what he is, and he struck when the iron was hot. Years ago, he was getting franchised by a Washington football team. Ah, did yeah. say it? Repeatedly, right? And then what happened? All because of RG3 getting injured, and he became Jay Gruden fell in love with him. And he really didn't do much. He's only been to the playoffs twice. Won yeah. one, lost one. So he, I think now is the time. What are you going to do trading him? Where are you trading him for? If you're going to trade him somewhere, you've got to get something back. Hey, hey, well, hey, apparently, hey, apparently... Um, Panthers brass have offered them two first round picks, which if the Panthers give up that for Cousins, I'm going to laugh because that is a king's ransom. Yeah, again, it's like what, what if you're if you're Minnesota, you got a new coach now, a new offensive minded coach, a I new Kirk Cousins, a new executive. Now. So overhaul. why wouldn't you? You have things in place. Why not keep him where he is? I don't know. I don't see what makes what what he provides that pushes. Minnesota over the top. I don't see it, and especially it doesn't because, have to be him. Especially since there's been alleged beef between him and Justin it Jefferson. It doesn't have to be him. Uh, Goron chooses the Nets. Now this makes the Nets a lot deeper. Does it matter considering he got blown out by Boston the other day? Yeah, but Boston has been really hot lately. Right, they're the hottest team, and the Nets got served. But I think once um, did Simmons play? <laughs> I don't think he did. Nah, he hasn't so, played yet. Yeah. Were they without KD? Were they oh, without? Yes, Ky- they still were. What about Kyrie? Were they without Kyrie? Yeah, because it was at home. It was at home, so they were without pretty much all of their star players. I think taking Goron, getting Goron is a fantastic coup for this team. Gives them veteran leadership. Playoff gives, experience. It, it gives them playoff experience. It gives them a point guard who can actually start all at the home, games at home and the road. Can yep. play both home and road. Yep. And he's also a he's a baller. He's a floor general. He he will be able to space the floor for Simmons, for KD, for Kyrie. He can he can he's really a do it all point guard in my opinion. Even though he's reaching his late he's 30s. thirty five. So, yeah, I mean it's a good move for the Nets. I don't know if this necessarily propels them past the eighth spot. I think they're going to stay right where they are. And then they'll the eight spot. Are they? They're in the eight spot right now as we as we speak. So I don't know if this necessarily puts them over the top, but it's a good pickup because obviously the needs at point guard are there because Kyrie can only play half those games. And yeah. We already talked about what would happen in any given series. The Nets will be the road team. Yeah. And that'll impact on what happens because Kyrie still won't be able to play, regardless unless. Unless New York changes their mandates or changes their systems, which is not happening, not happen. so it's a good move for the Nets. I, I think that I think getting everybody on board and everybody playing is going to be the difference for that team. Uh, Zion not included in season ticket renewal promotion, big or little deal? 
Um, I'm gonna say this is a big deal because huge. Yeah, because I won't even wait for you to ask me. I'm gonna say that at the same time. Here's the thing: I've heard (laughs) grumblings that Zion's camp has had to do a lot of the talking for him, and he hasn't really been happy with New Orleans management, which I don't blame him. New Orleans is a poverty franchise, Mm -hmm. but this is a big deal. So let's let me just read out the thing because. I have a copy of the New Orleans Pelicans 22-23 ticket plans. Are these huh, for, like these are for the, the, the 50 ticket holders that occupy the smoothie <laughs> arena. It says, led by their new led by new head coach Willie Green and players Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, and C.J. McCollum, the Pelicans are building something special across the street. He's <laughs> a Superdome with their best ever season ticket package on sale. So Zion should be first mentioned. Along with Brandon Ingram, and you know Jonas Valanciunas, I don't know. He's a journeyman center. I don't see that. He's pretty so, good. He's pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, really, no Zion. So the, obviously that's weird because that's why you're that's why you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. If you were to ask a Pelicans fan, why do you have the tickets? Are there are, th- are there even any left at this point? Well, I mean, because they're left over from the Jazz because the Jazz left New Orleans with Utah. So I. Like, you, you mean the you mean the Hornets? No, the. Uh, you before your time. I'm right. an old guy. All right. There was the New Orleans Jazz who oh. moved to Utah, and then you have the Pelicans, and you have the Hornets and Pelicans. So this is a big deal. Yeah. And the fact that Zion potentially is going to go and undergo another surgery is well. A big he deal. is. He is going to. So undergo. it's a big deal. No, he is going to go undergo so another surgery. With, that is confirmed. Of what that that flyer says it all. His name's not even mentioned in the mix. So well, what do you do? I think in New Orleans. I don't. Do they regret getting Zion? Bro, do they think they should have got John Moran instead? Because no, no brainer. Here's, think about here, it. Here's hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But like at the time, Zion. It was Zion or nothing for all those franchises in the lottery. Zion was the pull. He was the draw. You would in that change draft. A thing. Why would you? Why would I you don't. Go somewhere I don't else? think you would change. They would change a thing, but. Considering what might happen in the next like year or so, we don't know. Zion, when he's on the court, he is he shows why he was a number one overall right, pick. But out of two odd two hundred and odd games that he was eligible for the play, he's played maybe a third of them. So the injury is big. He's he's a big guy, and it's the foot. You need your feet in order to play the game. So he is getting another surgery. Um, I honestly think this is the Greg Oden simulation. I don't know. Good player. Never put it together. All right, I'll read the next one. Yep. Uh, Do it, don't do it. Draft Bronny to get LeBron. So this has been... We did mention this a little bit last week. I think for any team that drafts Bronny, I I would. If I'm a GM of any team, because he's currently projected to be a second-round pick, um, if I'm any team right now, I'm salivating at the opportunity to draft Bronny because LeBron has gone on the record saying... Any team that drafts wants me, draft Bronny. I will take any contract, any contract to play with Bronny. Because he wants to make history. So, I, I feel you get Bronny, who is a, a good talent, and you're only paying his rookie salary. And then you're paying whatever contract to, Le, to uh, LeBron. Maybe, I think LeBron could be at least an all-star level still. He'll be at least 40 yeah. at that point. But I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he'll be at least a good player. I'm not sure. I'm gonna say don't do it. I'm gonna say that, honest to God, 
it must be a very difficult thing to be the son of the of the of the second goat in the history of basketball. Well, look at Michael Jordan's sons. So, they only they never made it past D one. Right. So I, I would say don't do it because I mean you don't know. I mean LeBron's already thirty seven. He's thirty nine forty by the time Bronny's even available to be drafted. And I don't. Nobody knows. Well, that's how it. good he's gonna that's be. It. That's it. It's a lot of pressure. But to be that good. It it is that is you know, if um there are there are rumors and grumblings that the NBA might um allow high schoolers to declare for the draft again. Oh well, I just after twenty twenty three, which will allow guys like Imani Bates, a potential generational talent, to enter the right. NBA. I just say don't do it. I don't think I don't think it's worth that kind of. That kind of situation. You know what, Braun might change his mind and go, actually, I'm not going to do that. I'll just watch him play. All right, we'll see. Zidane Chara breaks the games played record. Um, I Honestly, the games played record in the NHL is probably one of the most useless records in any but American sport. But for a defenseman? Because, no, he, like... For a defenseman. Yeah, for, a defenseman. for a defenseman. But, uh, like, I swear, Patrick Marlowe did that a season ago. But I'm like, okay... If we're counting um, um, WHA statistics, Gordy Howe would absolutely obliterate everybody. But he, he just passed Chelios, so this is the thing: he passed Chelios, and he, Chelios had done that back in 2010. So, well, wasn't like, he wasn't he 50 at the time, Chris well, Chelios? Well, Char turns 45, so next month, so he wasn't that far off. So Char yeah. is 45 this year, so. You know, well, I don't, I don't care about that, that, um, that record or any re- this NHL games played record because they're, they're, because they're petty. The NHL is petty about this record because of the WHA. If you were counting WHA statistics, Gordy Howe would absolutely hold that record until the sun burns out. No one else would break Gordy Howe's record. Nobody. Well, I mean, I'm sure Gordy Howe's record's there. I'm, I, what Gordy Howe was a defenseman. I'm pretty sure he. Was he a defenseman? I think you're thinking of Bobby Orr. Well, I'm just wondering because I know that Chris Chelios was a defenseman and Zinedine Charo. Zinedine Charo. passed it. Sorry about that. I think I, I think it matters. I think it matters about this, like the durability of a player. I mean, he's 45. Granted, he's played long enough, and at 45 to still be on the ice moving around. I think that's I think that's something. I don't think it's. It's not. It doesn't get that kind of notoriety like Sid Sidney Crosby. Sidney yeah. Crosby got notoriety the other day because you know he, he's up. He's he's up to the top five mm-hmm. list now of well, goals of goals and points. Well, Gordy Howe was a right winger, so right. He was so a it's forward. a different situation. This is a defenseman, so I think it matters. I think it matters that he surpassed somebody else. Gordy Howe's records are his records, and wherever there is a winger behind him on those records, that's that's a different situation. All right, but I'm I just I'm not sold on that record just because of it's the, a hockey story. I thought you'd be sold on that. Well, no, it, it's a hockey story, but I'm just not sold on the record because Gordy Howe would hold that record if WHA statistics were okay. counting. Yeah. All right, happy birthday, Rajon Rondo, thirty six, still kicking, still doing it with the Cavs now. Was with the Lakers earlier this season. A very excellent point guard at his peak had, his peak. has had a long running beef with Chris Paul. Um, I don't think it, he's the two of them have always envied each other, and that's why they don't like each other. 
Rondo's always wanted that t- that individual success that Paul has had, oh, well. and Rondo's and Paul's wanted that championship. Well, he's got something that Paul doesn't have: a ring, and he got it while he was with the Celtics with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. Speaking of Ray, it was Allen, integral. Yep, integral during the championship. Speaking run. of Ray Allen, Rondo and Rondo and Ray Allen had their own beef, which forced which um basically Ray Allen left because of that. Right. Well, I mean. For Rajon Rondo, he's he is pretty steady, but he's been on a, he's, ever since Boston. He's gone around. He's gone to he had a bad time in Dallas. Went to he the did, Bulls. Went to the Bulls. But had some success there. Yep. With Dwayne Wade. So you know, look, he's on a team now that they need some veteran leadership, and and that's good with the Cavs. I think it's a good a good fit. Good on him. Happy birthday. All right. Happy anniversary, Carm. Uh, happy Carmelo. anniversary, Carmelo. So. Around this time, back ten over ten years ago, Melos was traded to the Knicks. Yep, and, and uh, spent seven was, years it there. Was very, and, uh, it was very rocky. And uh, well, he well, he did the best he could. Yeah, he just didn't have any. Again, it was a situation where uh, another Nick, you know, another franchise player didn't have any support around him. Yeah, similar to Patrick Ewing. Carmelo Anthony had very little support. Well, they brought that. in guys, so but they just nothing. Good enough nothing happened. Didn't work I out. feel like if if him and Lynn could have co- Lynn at the time when Lynn Sanity was uh, happening, if him and Lynn c- could have coexisted, that could have been a really good team. I think Jeremy Lynn was just, you know, I don't think it was going to last very long with him and Lynn Sanity. I, I wasn't bought into that, but. Happy anniversary, Carmelo, currently in Lakers, and getting older by the way. Yep. Congratulations to Hanul uh, Hansel Emmanuel. He gets an uni- uh, offer from the University of Memphis. This is huge. With, Anfred, with Penny. Yep. Penny is coach. This is this huge. This kid, if you haven't seen him, go on YouTube, type in those words. Up and he, down the court, he lost his left arm in an accident. He was a young child. A wall was on, on his arm and had, had it amputated, but you wouldn't know it. Watching him play, he is a baller. He if, is a baller. I'm not gonna say if he had both arms, he, no, he would I be the he'd number be one pick. More dangerous. I feel like he'd be incredible. He'd be the the number one prospect in the world. He's that and good. He's still kicking it. He's that good. He's he he's got the instincts. He can he can run isos. He can run the floor. He can defend. He's got all the tools. I dare say he could go to the NBA. Yeah. He could go to the NBA. He he's, Why not? He's got the skill set to go to the NBA. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's the end of our show. Yeah, that's the end of our show. Not much going on in the news cycle right now, but I'm sure that will change. Sure. Uh, hopefully the MLB can get their crap together. Get and <laughs> more draft news coming for the for the NFL. We might be doing... No, we're far off from that. Yeah, we, we might be looking at some of the prospects. Coming up maybe, in maybe this draft, not. it is a weak draft, but it's we'll see. It's very weak. But that's our show for this uh, Friday, Saturday. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing every Friday, Saturday, AST, and Monday, and Monday, and Monday, Monday AST. Um, and yeah, see you on Monday. Bye.